Welcome back to the Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. That's all, folks. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. Welcome back inside the booth. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. As always, Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. And it is a big week here at the Bunt. Barnes burning left, right, and center. Ghost, what we got on deck? Like you said, man, big week. We got the new little homie, Hator Da Silva, young legend knew who he was coming into this but had no idea we were going to become giant fans of him off the board it's always fun getting a young guy on and get to know a new personality in the industry he's funny as they come genuine kid it was a great time talking to him so enjoy that and then we take in y'all straight to the post office shit's heating up these days eh <laughs> and then shit the jordan doc sadly came to an end we're going full jordan breakdown you dig? If the people out there are looking for another way to support the number one podcast in skateboarding, The Bunt, head over to patreon.com slash The Bunt. Everything helps. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. And then y'all know exactly where it's at. The hottest Instagram in the game, The Bunt Live <laughs> on Insta. We doing it extra big this week. Y'all already know if you following. This is the week of the Switch Tray Challenge brought to you by Spitfire. For years, we've been talking about colonels, sergeants, generals. We didn't even know what fucking order that shit went in, but we got to the bottom of it. We picked our favorite 16 Switch Trays. That's right, our favorite. We know some other people going to have some other ones, but these are ours. These are our picks for the top 16, and we're going to let the people do the rest man head over to the buntlive.com fill out your bracket voting is daily 8 a.m to 10 p.m starts thursday and is one entry per person you dig it's time to get to the bottom of these rankings ghost oh man this this is a dream come true for me you know what i'm saying uh the people you know we do this pod for the people and it's only right that they get to decide and one lucky winner is gonna get a box uh, if multiple people get the bracket right, we're going to have to draw randomly, you know, pick names from a hat type shit. Best of luck. Yeah, 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. EST. Let's fucking get it. Let's crown one switch trade general. You heard? Till the end of times, they will reign supreme. Or I guess <laughs> from, from the history of skateboarding till now, I guess. Maybe there'll be another one in another 10 years of the bunt. There are some classic ones on there, some legends in the game, some up-and-comers. It's a great mix of switch trays, something for everyone. We got double sets. We going over benches. We going into banks. You fucking name it. We got some flat ground switch trays. There's something for everyone. Just off top of your head, we haven't filled out our brackets yet, but who are you picking as a winner? It's so tough. Every time I watch the video, I change my mind. Like, Pat Burks, 
yo the homie so clean but then there's Lil B like how are you not gonna go for the dude with his shirt off skating the deadliest spot and sunglasses on that's just insane I might go with Lil B who you got Lil B is the winner yeah you took the words right out of my mouth P Berkey came through with one of the cleanest ones but honestly it's gonna be tough for him to get out of the first round because he's matched up against a giant but I'm gonna have to go with Dr. Z man it's hard to go against Ooh. that switch tray it is insane shit. that's a real legend in the game right there too yeah and just so the people know we didn't just come out here and pick 16 switch trays this took days and days of work the list was huge we didn't even have enough time to put all our favorite switch trays into this video and the honorable mentions some were left out we apologize to those left out but we did our best man yeah so before you go complaining that we forgot one or blah 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 an honorable mention should have been in there just remember it's our picks we're doing this for the people someone's getting a box take your complaints and shove them up your ass <laughs> we have definitely ruffled some feathers with our top 16 on instagram this week getting absolutely shredded out here for having no bobby warris no austin gillette and a couple other heavy hitters just to name a few let's be honest y'all the next one going in outside of this top 16 is jeremy holmes and in bloom and not even to mention walker ryan did an absolutely flawless switch trade down rinkin i don't hear any of you internet whatever you want to call yourselves trolls coming after us for those two do your own damn research <laughs> coming at us for bobby warris we did bear research you know how many switch trades of bobby warris we've watched in the last what however long we've been working on this two weeks tell me which one we taken out of our 16. come at mike davis for doing it down a 15. come at diego for doing it over a picnic bench like i dare you man <laughs> got me yo. heated yo i posted that shit on instagram today i couldn't even go back to sleep this morning because i had to defend us on instagram for these 16. <laughs> i'm losing sleep over this yo, shit, bro. the people man you got my man oh. vexed, dude. I had never heard Donald like that on these airwaves, yo. I don't even like switch trades. To be <laughs> honest, I'm just caught up in this shit. It's personal, man. Oh shit, yo. I know people acted like by not having Bobby Warst in our top 16 switch trades ever. That's disrespect, bro. The man's got a mean switch trade, but this ain't this ain't about body of work switch tray. This is about individual switch trades. You heard? As much as we love and respect Bobby as a skater, and he's got a mean switch trade, he wasn't next in line. There was a few people ahead of him that like got cut when we really had to narrow it down. Yeah, he's done a million switch trades, but it's our list, which we tried to make clear. It's kind of nice, yo. We, we causing a little stir. Some, some for us to do during this pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Argue about switch trades, I love it. We also left some of our good homies off the list. James Hardy, Wade Desarmo, Morgan Smith, people who are really close to us in this podcast game where we could have fixed the books and put them in there and we didn't, man. Oh, like, real you shit. You think we, I even wanted Mike Moe on the list? No, but I can't deny that switch trade. <laughs> Like, seriously. Yo, Donald's spitting fire today. Yo, but also, maybe this will... Actually, yo, I wonder if this will make people more mad or less mad when we put our honorable mentions out. 
Because before y'all went crazy in the comments, we already had an honorable mentions montage, which will probably be on our Instagram by the time you're hearing this. So I wonder if people are going to be like, wow, honorable mentions and you still don't have so-and-so? <laughs> oh, of course they will. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is too fun, though. And we're going to do... We're going to do lots more tricks in the future. They do take a while to to do because we take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? This definitely ain't the last uh, Bunt Wars. Trust. Yeah, I got to stop thinking about switch trays for a sec. Let's keep it moving, dog. <laughs> moving right along. It's shout out of the week. This one's pretty much as easy as it gets for you, dog. Oh, come on, man. Yo, it's our little homie, Mason Silva, a.k.a. Big Homie on the board fucking absolute beast destroyed san francisco shout out to real skateboards for signing a real one and shout out to mason for no longer being a free agent in the board game it's a match made in heaven that alley-oop frontside flip was deadly and that half cab crook holy shit mason mad props bruv one of our favorite skaters linking up on one of our favorite teams lots of homies over there at real like you said match made in heaven man Stoke. So this week, like you said, Haytor De Silva in the building. Young Dragon Ball Z homie. <laughs> you guys hit it off real quick. Haytor, Adidas, Palace, Parade, and now he's Bunk Gang, baby. That's a perfect lineup. Not much more to add, bruv. I guess it's time to head over to the fridge and crack a green can. Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner. The only buzz. All right, Haytor. We got Haytor De Silva in the building. What's going on, player? Yeah, I'm good. Just chilling. I'm out here in Norway, chilling with my family. I'm good. How you guys doing? We're good, bro. <laughs> Butters, brother. <laughs> Glad to have you here, man. Yeah, me too, man. So welcome to season 11 of The Bunt, a.k.a. The COVID Chronicles. <laughs> like you said before, you were in L.A. for a little bit, and now you're back home in Norway. Yeah. How much has your life changed in the last couple of weeks, man? Been changed a lot, actually. The last month I was in San Diego, staying at like my friend Alex and Chris and Grayson. How I was crashing at the, the couch for a minute because I was really staying at my friend Zach, like Saracino, but my his parents kind of kicked me out because of the pandemic. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I, I, I was chilling in San Diego for a minute, and um, and yeah, I, I, I was just like, I didn't have to worry about a thing, because I don't have family there or anything, so we were like skating, uh, riding motor, motocross, and doing the most, really. So now I'm, now I'm really chilling here at home, like, not really doing much. Kind of kind of in quarantine, you know? That's wild. I mean, pandemic <laughs> aside, you were, you were spending some time in California. What's the biggest difference from Europe and California for you? Just um, kind of like I have to be more like plan, maybe plan more through the day because I'm, I'm used to like waking up when I wake up. It can be very early or very late. So I feel like in, in LA I need to be like, if I'm doing something, then I need to be like, okay, I need to be there by some certain, like some, some, some time, you know, like some while in Copenhagen, I can just like, I can just move around freely, like, and I'll be at the spot in minutes, you know. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. LA is different. So you need a car and shit. Yeah, I don't even got a license, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, I saw you on those motorbikes, man. Yeah, you, uh, that shit was fun. Took some bails, bro. Yeah, I was. I, I looking back at it, I'm like, damn, that was so stupid. I, if, <laughs> if if I if I ever like like got hurt and had to go to the um, the hospital in these times, I will be. I'll not forgive myself. Yeah, man, you're too young but, to be going uh, risking your career doing some crazy shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> So, bro, we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. I have to say, like, it's a hard one, man. Like, my favorite skate moments, because I, I like so much different stuff. But but top of my head will be, like, some some Keenan Milton part. Or, like, the, the one I, I watch the most is, like, it's not even, like, a real part. It's, like, you know those Manolo uh, tapes? Oh, yeah. They have, like, one of Keenan Milton. And that, and I watch that that one a lot sometimes. Like if I'm trying to watch skating. That's what's up. Hell yeah. Paying respect to the legend. Yeah, definite legend. R.I.P. What about favorite sports moment? I have to think because I I watch sports with my dad, but I'm not really like I don't have like a certain moment in mind. But I would have to say like when we're watching the the soccer, what is it called? The like. What's it called when the whole world is playing to like play against each other? The world Cup. World Cup of soccer. I love that shit. I don't even watch football that much, but I li- I like the the vibes of of watching that shit. It's good. Hell yeah! You were born in Brazil, then moved to Norway. Where did you start skating? I started skating in in Norway when I was about eight years old. So it's been a minute. Okay. Yeah. What, when did your family move there? Me and my mom and little brother. Moved to to Norway when I was six years old, so so pretty young, yeah. So if the World Cup was popping, who you cheering for? Brazil. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not sure if Norway even make it to the <laughs> make it to the final, like to the you know you know when you yeah, watch sometimes them TV? they do, yeah. but sometimes not. Yeah, exactly. You guys watch soccer too, right? In Canada. Yeah. Well, That's we dope. watch like we're the same. We'll watch like the World Cup. That's dope. I think everybody watches that. Yeah, right. That's sick. Yeah. Safe is a fan of Brazil too, man. What? Don't you like Ronaldo? That's your boy. Yeah, yeah, I love Ronaldo, but I'm more yeah. I root for Cameroon if they make it and uh Netherlands. Yeah. Cameroon, Netherlands. Yeah. Sidan Sidan, I know about that yeah. guy. He's he's a legend. <laughs> I know I know some like I, I've seen like a clip of him like what did he do? I felt I felt like he kind of like, like he either headed some guy in the face or like yeah or like, yeah he headbutted that guy in the chest. Yeah, that's a good moment. He played for France, yo. <laughs> yeah. He oh, he do, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you left home at sixteen, a pretty young age. What sparked that decision? Yeah. So so I was kind of like not really into school, and then and I and I've been knowing about this school in in Sweden for ages, like. Like kind of like dreamt of going there, but not really like expected to go there, cause cause I still moved in Norway and I didn't ha- like it wasn't until I was like in the in the end of um, what you call like middle school and I and I was like yeah I kind of like realized I didn't have too much motivation on going the the school in in Norway, cause it just like I wasn't too too motivated and and my my parents like. Um, Starting to get to know my friends around like Norway, and they was also going to that school, so 
So after a while, my parents got like more cool with the idea. So finally let me go move to Sweden with them. So I, I don't really understand how, how we made it happen because cause it, sound, it sounds so insane, like, like letting your, ch your, your kids like at 16 move. But I'm so happy I did. It was one of the funnest times. Is that the school, the skate school? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, tell us a little bit about the skate high school you attended. Yeah, so so it's kind of like an art school slash like media school. You learn about like uh, photos, film, uh, maybe art, and and you have skate as a subject too. So <laughs> yeah. so sick. So it's like it's and and the skate subject of it is, is very calm too. It's it's not about like have to be like the best of shit and shit like they don't even care how good you are at skating it's more i think it's more about keeping the motivation in school which for my mm -hmm. my part was like perfect because <laughs> i needed something to like be interested in school right so yeah that's a dream come true for a 16 year old yeah definitely Damn, that's was. a smart move by your parents though and like other parents rather than have you just like not go to school at all yeah I mean, it's probably tough to let their kid leave home at 16, but if you're going to stay in school while you're doing it, man, yeah. it's a pretty easy choice. I think it was the best for me, man, because I feel like if I stayed doing the same shit in, in Norway, I wouldn't be... I wasn't skating as much then because it, it wasn't really... In the, end, in the end of it, it wasn't too good of a skate scene here, you know? kind of died, yeah. died out a bit and... And all in all people I was left with was like still friends, but but not really doing the same things as me, like wanting to street skate and shit like that. So mm -hmm. so it's perfect. I met like mad good friends over in Sweden. So the best times. That's what's up. So besides the skate school, what was your first big break in the skate industry, man? How'd your career pop off? I think the first time was I had this friend called Pekka from from Oslo and he always like I always knew him a little bit and and it was a point when he started filming VX and he made this this skate video called like four tree like the format of VX and mm -hmm. and it was like a, a video from based out of Oslo it was only like Oslo spots really and 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 I, I used to crash like his couch before I start like I think maybe it was before I started uh, at Brigadier, and now and I used to stay there for like max like four weeks, maybe like two weeks, and then maybe three weeks after, and then I would maybe come up a couple weekends to to finish it off, and then and then I had a part in in that video, so I, uh, Neil Chester, who was Adidas team manager at the time, saw it and and. And yeah, he he was like, he approached me. He made like Gunes approach me when I was uh, I was just like after school in Brigade. I was just smoking a zoot at the basketball court with my friends. <laughs> and then and then this, this guy called Gunes, like I, I knew he was, but I didn't know knew him at the time. He just called me and started approaching me about about getting shoes and sending me around Europe to like skate and film. And it was crazy as crazy it was to hear that I was. At that time, I was I was getting a little like shoes from my skate teacher because he was hooked up by Nike, 
and ah, I was, and and to be honest, I was always just rocking Nike because of him, and I always fucked with like the type of shoes. I must be honest here, like I was skating only <laughs> Nikes, and and someone I someone he saw, said like I wasn't conf- I was confused because I I sent like a a little mi- like a mixtape to to some team manager at Nike, but never really got mm-hmm. any response. And then and then Gunas called me. And I and I had to like ah, uh, I'm I'm so stoked on this, but I gotta call you back. I can't I can't even say nothing right now. I need to. So I called my I called my teacher and said like, yo, I didn't I didn't understand. Like, got this guy from Adidas saying he wanna give me shoes, but I didn't understand. I didn't see the link, you know. So he said he said me yeah. He talked to me and he's like, match they match stoked to get to get you on trips la la la. I, I think it's a good thing for you. And uh, so if you wanted, like, you, you should go for it. And then I just said, yeah. And I started getting shoes. <laughs> Damn. The rest yeah. is history, eh? Look at you flying around the world now with Adidas. <laughs> yeah, I never expect that. Because I was just trying to get shoes. I was, I was wasting too much money on, like, going out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just doing regular, like, kid stuff at school, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I was trying to have more money to go to the to pub with my friends. <laughs> so I couldn't be wasting more money on shoes so I figured it was a good good decision oh hell yeah That's legendary <laughs> business oh. decision yo yeah <laughs> can't be spending money on Nikes when you need to save that money for a pint at the pub yeah fact <laughs> <laughs> yeah so speaking of uh, getting that money what was it like getting on Adidas and getting paid while you're still in high school how crazy was that for you it was sick, man. I was I felt like I was balling at the time. I was like, cause I, cause, cause I, I kind of was. It, when I went to school, it was my first time getting money from like, uh, cause in Scandinavia they got like a type of system that allows you to like get money from the state to study. You know what I mean? So right. for some reason, I was the only kid that got like the whole budget of the half year at once. Mm-hmm. So I was spending all my money so quick. <laughs> because because I never really had money, I did, didn't know how to use it, you know. And yeah. and so when I had when I had the when I started getting a little paid from Adidas, it was little, like small amounts at first, but it really helped me because I was like, I was really, <laughs> I was even eating only like oatmeal at some point because I was oh. like, <laughs> I was so bad at spending money. So so it kind of balanced it out, you know. It, it helped me a lot. That's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, I was, I was kind of like zoot and buried before food type shit. I was, I was like, food is important, but it's kind of doesn't matter when it's I can't. Secondary. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I got packs of packs of packs of oatmeal, man. I can live for that for a little while. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. So, your first full part that a lot of people saw of you was in a video, Tiger Staten. Yeah, exactly. That was a mix of everything, man. Transition, rails, ledges, stairs, you name it. Has it always been a goal of yours to skate everything? Yeah, kind of. I feel I feel like I just like like different stuff too. So I, so I feel a lot of like people from Norway like good at like skating like like if you see people like Herman and and Karsten, I always look at looked at those and good stuff not to like not to forget. And and many other names was all all always good at everything. So I was, I kind of just like I I kind of thought it, that's where it's at, you know. So mm-hmm. I always like that. 
Yeah, that's a, definitely a nice approach. Nice, well-rounded skater. Uh, also in that Thank part you. in uh, Tiger State, and you're, you're going ham. You're getting gnarly, skating <laughs> double kink rails, huge board slide to end it. <laughs> I was going crazy on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Are your hash days already behind you? Are you now the, the older guy who's just Mr. Stylish and you're not jumping on big rails anymore? <laughs> no, I don't look at myself like that, but... <laughs> I, st- I, st- I, st- I still, I still want to like do good, and but I kind of pussy now, you know. Like, still, like, <laughs> like I- I'm still, I'm still trying to get back, like doing more like transition because I'm kind of lacking these days. I'm, I'm trying to get my backstairs back, you know. <laughs> oh man, oh that's too good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anyone yeah. hasn't seen that Tiger State in part, it's on Thrasher. Go watch it. Your boy Hater is getting gnarly as fuck, yo. Napping, <laughs> man. <laughs> Thanks, G. So, tell us how things worked out with Palace, man. I heard, like, different, like, shit from different people. So, I, I think I think it started first with me doing this um, Adidas Campus Vogue campaign in Paris where Chewy Cannon and and Blondie, like, came out to, to like, film a little clip. And... I was skating with Blondie one day and Chewy like maybe three or four days and we just like kicking it, skating, it was cool. And then it, it went kind of like a long time, I was getting flowed by by Crooked and just getting a little little boards, you know. And it just, I felt like after my my Adidas project, that, that part that, yeah, my first Adidas part, mm-hmm. they, I think... I think with the help of like many friends that I got like through being in Paris, like you know Alex Perez, I think mm-hmm. was the one like because back in the days like I didn't even know like I always fucked and fucked with Palace and I and I always liked the the videos but they were so low key I didn't even know like I, I just thought like they're just a click in in London like just chilling you know what I mean like I didn't even expect like that was a possibility at all so he was like starting to show me like photos of them being in the like on tr- skate trips in Detroit or some shit, and I and I just thought like, damn, that looks so fun, and and it was like I just I just bought a little a little palace, palace like like knit t-shirt thing, and I I showed it to him and he was like yeah, and he sent me a photo he sent a photo of me with the with the order to like Lev I think, or, or maybe Brady I'm not sure, and then and then eventually. So how did it happen really? It happened so fast. It was kind of like, so I noticed at some point uh, my my order got like, I got reimbursed for the the piece I bought. Oh, and shit. I was like, oh damn, that's weird. And then the next thing I know, like Brady hits me up like about Palace. So, and I was just, I was mad stoked. Like, and, and it was at the same time, like like Pontus asked me too, to write to, to write for, Polar and I and, and and it was like a little hard decision at the time because because I already knew like all the guys at Polar like like good friends with them and mm-hmm. and but I obviously I wanted to ride for Palace you know but I didn't know knew like any of the guys on Palace and I, and I kind of like always had respect for all the skaters and they they said like yeah you can come on this Detroit trip like you can like try it out see how it feels like no pressure so I said yes and then. So I just like flew all the way to D- Detroit on my first trip to like to meet to meet up with everyone. 
so I, first time I, I came to the, um, uh, it was like a gated community in Detroit. Uh, it, lo it looked kind of like, what's the name of that? It looks crazy that place. It, it was kind of like a, like a mansion almost. And I came in, uh, and, like said hi to all the guys and and everyone was cool. Like, and I, I came to the table and, and Brooks, who is the filmer of um, Palace, was like, like dropped a bag of weed on the table, like a big bag, and I was like, and hey, yeah, this is yours. And then we just like was like chilling, like kicking it, and I kind of got like fond of all the guys real quick. Like it went really fast, but because everyone was so nice, you know, like I didn't expect like my my view of it was kind of like different. I was like, oh, they're all so cool, man. I can be, I can be hanging out with them, you know. But but they were so nice to me, and and by the end of the trip, it was like. It was like, of course, I'm gonna arrive for Palace, and then he get they they gave me a ring, like so it was official. So I I was I, ever since then I I just been rocking Palace. Damn, that's yeah. sick, man. God damn, yo, no <laughs> dream come true, man. Yeah, for sure. Crazy, man. To two of the hottest skate brands in the game, dog. Polar and Palace to choose from. That's a dream for a lot of people, dog. Yeah, I never expect that to be, man. It's crazy. Ali Bulala has dropped a signature sunglass with one of our favorite companies, CHPO brand, and you know they do it for the people. So this week, we've given away three boxes. Yeah, that's right, three boxes. The first three people to email us, Ali Bulala's hometown to the buttonlive at gmail.com are getting the sunglasses to their doorstep. CHPO brand, doing it for the people, y'all. So speaking of Palace, what was the whole process behind the Juventus-Palace collab like? How was going to Italy to meet the team and shoot the ad? That, that was crazy, man. That That's like one of those, like Palace, like, done a couple of those trips where we just go somewhere and like, like take photos and eat and eat good food. Just <laughs> to like, and, and then we skate, but then, then the trip is about like just getting photos for the lookbook. Mm -hmm. So that that was like a little different because we were supposed to meet Juventus, and so we just did like a couple photos and filmed a lot, like a couple things in in Napoli uh, for for a couple days, and then and then it, it was just like yeah, it, like with them everything goes very smooth, you know, like like all those guys is the safest the safest guys, like mad cool to hang out with, like they like to go to the pub and or like the, have a dinner and just like chat shit and then and yeah so it was basically that and then it will come to that day when meeting all those Juventus um, team because I'm not, I'm not like super big on football so for me it was a little different because because uh, I didn't know who like no of the guys was you know of the mm -hmm. Juventus team so so when it came, cause first we had to wait like maybe like four hours in a little like in a little locker room in uh, in in Juventus and we couldn't go out like it was very strict it was like it was a little bit like being being animal in a cage like animals in a cage <laughs> and I mean couldn't couldn't really like we tried to go to the the pitch and like and look and they were like no 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 you can't you can't you can't it was mad like they were being mad strict about it but it was I understand though like they're big and all that. So when it came to like meeting them, it was like I felt a little like damn, like meeting like people, 
really making them M's and all that shit. I thought it was kind of funny. But I still kind of felt like this is, yeah, like butterflies, but <laughs> not as much as the other guys. They were like, because they, from London, like they, they sit at the pub, watch like football, you know what I mean? So they knew yeah. very well who all of those guys were. So they, I could, like, when they started like jogging from the other side of the pitch towards us, I can hear like Charlie, Charlie Young and like a couple of more. I didn't even remember like who he was, but like, started like sounding like girls like oh they're coming out they're coming out you know what i mean like and i was like just just being around them i was kind of like damn maybe i should be maybe i should be more nervous too so i kind of got a little like semi-nervous you know so they came they came and then we just tried to do a couple of the scenes just try to be natural and all that and it was over before i knew it you know mm-hmm. that was about it and then the rest of the trip was just like hanging out Taking photos, go shopping, something like that. Sick. It was a cool experience, man. I I never I never really thought that would happen. I was I was tripping. Yeah, it's a crazy collab, man. Yeah, it really is. Those lookbook kind of trips sound like my dream, man. Just <laughs> eat good food, Yo. drink some drinks, chill. No pressure yeah. on skating, really. God damn. So if Palace yeah. ever needs an extra model, they know who to hit oh, up. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Jeez. I'ma let him know. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I never really knew I, I would enjoy that shit so much because we still skate, but, but I don't know. Like, I really enjoy like just chill with them and shit. It's good. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, there's some more intense trips where skating's a priority. What was it like filming for the uh, Palace Vid Deeper Understanding, where it looked like you guys spent a bunch of time in Japan? Fuck, man. Like. For me, was my was my second trip, so it was like short time after Detroit. Like they wanted to come to Tokyo, and it it, it was mainly for, I think it was mainly like a mashup trip because they just recently opened um, they opened like a new store in Tokyo. Okay. And I I, I guess some of, uh, like the rest of the team been there before, probably like one time. I'm not sure on a, on a more skate trip type of vibe, but when I was there, it was really about just just go on parties and, and go <laughs> to the store and eat eat good food and and just like for me it was get, getting to know with the guys like like better i think and it was like it was one of the funniest trip i ever been on man like i was tripping so hard because <laughs> they, they they got like a the craziest hotel i've ever been to like like room ser- room service good breakfast like all of that and and just like just to be the, like we skated obviously too like that was the sole purpose of it i think but we just ended up partying like every day <laughs> that that it kind of like it kind of got sometimes we wake up and everybody's everybody's too hungover and it'll be like ah let's not skate today and then <laughs> me and kyle might, might still go out like like try to cruise around or whatever but it it might be like we were there for ten days. I think maybe think maybe we skate. I, I skated for like five days, something like that. And and yeah, it was the funniest shit, man. Like for just out partying, I would jet like every day, but it didn't matter because I was in Tokyo with my brother. <laughs> I would I would just like I was like whoa whoa whoa. You know what I mean? Like everything looks so crazy there. Yeah. It was kind of, and. And I met and I met like ET on that trip too, cause he was there at the same time. And some some day, I think it was like we went to bar, and I was about to get money to 
to, to buy some drinks at the bar because because it was like no card allowed. So I, I just cruised down the street to uh, to ATM. And when I came back, like, I just see, like, a bunch of Canadians, like, like screaming and shit, like, <laughs> taking photos and, like, talking shit. I'm like, like oh, I know, I know that guy, that's E.T. And I, and I also seen the, the other, uh, other guy's face on, like, dime videos, some shit like that. So I, like, I went up to them and said, like, yo, what's up? And then, then we chatted to, to them a bit, and then we all, like, Kyle came out, and, like, it, just, it was just crazy, like... Me and Kyle and maybe some other other it was a blur for me right now, but <laughs> we went out like partying with them some some crazy places. But oh wait, I couldn't get in. I didn't have like I wasn't old enough. I was twenty and it was supposed to be twenty one at that club we went. I couldn't get in, but we were just drinking beers outside, like trying to talk to girls or whatever. <laughs> but and and yeah, that that's like a good. That was basically the trip, like just doing that kind of shit. You know what I mean? So I was destroyed after that trip, like, so done. Because <laughs> I, I, I was really, like, trying to, like, get footage, because I knew people been been getting footage from the last trip. So I got a couple days to get some, some footage there, and, and it was an amazing trip, man. And, and the after party of the, the Tokyo store was so good, man. I, it was just, like, me and Kyle was, like, like one of the news don't getting on so i remember at some point like lev just like just saying like yeah welcome to the team gave me like the biggest bottle of champagne i was getting like i was getting faded i was getting like so faded and then i had to like go out like chill like burn a zoo with 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 jamal and those boys like kyle and just and just chill and then drink water get in get try to get back in shape you know what i mean come into the party <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Turn up, and then I will always get too faded. I had to go out, chill, drink water. I was like, I, I was like, nah, I'm not about to, I'm not about to, like, clean on this part. It's too sick. Like, so I was, I was out of my mind. I was, like, drinking hella water, trying to get back in shape, going again, and just like, ah, that's a little more, that's a little more. Like, and then, yeah, I kind of didn't remember the rest. I think we went to a karaoke, karaoke bar that day. And now that the first time I went and I was like singing, first time I set I sung like Michael Jackson and then I sung Sade, and that was the funniest shit, man. Like we really like I was really trying to sing, but I heard my voice. I was like, damn, I never realized I was so terrible. I was drunk too, so my voice was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was so funny, man. Oh, that's good, Doug. I really got tied with all the boys. Oh yeah, that's so. perfect. That's what that trip was kind of for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I thought that trip was more focused on skating, but uh, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> but uh, at least you bonded with the boys. And you mentioned yeah. uh, Kyle Wilson, man. What? When are the people gonna? He's like a secret weapon still. Like he. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. You'll see a little nah, thing on he's Insta. He's one of my or, favorite skater, man. He's yeah. one of the most. He's like he he, he can fly, man. <laughs> When's he gonna drop that signature part where the whole? Right now he's still kind of underground, but yeah. at some point he's gonna drop that full part and blow everyone's mind. For real, man. Like if if people ever saw him saw him skate in real life, they would be like, "What the fuck? Who, like, what planet is this guy from?" It's like, <laughs> he, he he can literally like stay in the air like much longer than most. Like I never seen somebody stay so much in the air for that long. You know what I mean? He does kickflip, but he he's got like he slow he like does everything slow motion. You know what I mean, he's just like really like. Uh, and then it goes, goes down again. Uh, he's a beast. 
He's a talent. Yeah, man. good style too. And he's one of the like the best dude, man. Like he's he's like a genuine brother, like really good. I love for him, man. And yeah, when he when he drops his part, it's over, man. Like, psh, come on. <laughs> People, people waiting, should know man. by then. We see some stuff on Instagram and some Palace edits, and he, he just had some yeah. stuff in that Nike thing with the shod. I think it was the... Oh, uh, word. What's that rapper's that name? That Cactus Jack. That Travis Scott. Yeah, the Travis yeah. Scott shoe thing. He had some yeah. some clips where you're like, whoa, whoa, who is that? Oh, shit, that's Mr. Steal Your Board. True. He was uh, yeah. on a trip with KGZ for a little bit, too, and we saw a bunch of footy there. Yeah, yeah. But I think the first time we heard of him was we had Tori Goodall on the show, and it was Kyle Wilson was his favorite local skater, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense, man. He's amazing. Yeah. So before we get off track, uh, let's go back to the Tokyo trip for one second. Take us behind the scenes on that nollie flip into the Krusty Bank, man. What was that session like? It was right. It was like it was like ten minutes after I did like this back tail on 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 this. Yeah, the hip to rail. Yeah, yeah. So I was like still juiced up, and <laughs> I saw that thing. I kind of I kind of like maybe I should just cut, like tone it down a bit. I'm like kind of tired, but then I was like I was kind of checking it, and then and then Brady saw me. And he was like, "Yeah, come on, man, come on," kind of pushing me, and then I kind of alright, fuck it. I, I try. I tried. I don't know how long I tried, but I really I really tried like. So many tries, cashing it, throwing it away. That's like typical me. Like I was being, mm-hmm. a, I was being like a pussy, like trying to. I was I couldn't put it down and just like out of nowhere, I just I just did it. I didn't and it, yeah, it just happened like that. Yeah, that was clean as fuck. Shout out Tony Tave too though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, shout outs. <laughs> so speaking of legends, Lucas Puig. Seems to have taken you under his wing. You know, you guys got the Adidas and Palace thing going on together. What's it been but, like skating with one of the all-time greats? A pleasure, man. He he's also like a safe guy. Like, like I wish I I wish I had more time spent with him, but but I actually did spend a lot of time with him when I, when I was filming for uh, this like ooh la la like Adidas Paris video and. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and and that is and that's like the most I spent time with him. And he's he he just uh he he the goat man. He like if if it is on the ledge and you're the spy, he just killing it. Or or if it is at the restaurant when he's like he's like like ordering some good wines and and good meal. I would like I always I, he just like he just the goat man. Like I like I like how we move. <laughs> For sure, yeah. man. It must be fun to watch that dude skate. It seems like he could do anything he he decides to try. He probably can, man. Like he got he got good coordination and all that, and he's just like a good guy to be around. Funny one. That's dope. So you've kept a short list of sponsors. You're riding for Adidas, Palace, and Parade. We're sure you've had some other offers, but how come you're keeping it so exclusive? Well. To be honest, I had nobody else approached me, you know. Oh, okay. So I don't know, but um, but I'm I'm happy with this with the sponsor I got because it's all like they all take care of me very good, you know. And uh, Adidas came first, and the and they always been having like taking care of me. Palace definitely taking care of me. Parade like like take care of me too, but it's more like a it's more like a Neil Chester, who was um, my old team manager on Adidas, started Parade. So, 
So I had to get on parade. Because <laughs> yeah. that's my brother. Yeah, he, he really helped me, like, through Adidas and everything. So, of course, I'm going to ride for the, that company, I think. Yeah, that's so dope, man. Loyal, you hear that? Sponsors out there, man, send this guy a box, yo. Some wheels, some trucks, some bearings. <laughs> send this guy some checks, yeah. Some grip, some clothes. Yeah. Fuck, yo. I, I, I actually get, get some, like, get some wheels from, um, from Spitfires and... I don't know. Jester was supposed to send me a grip, but they never really did. So I can't really, I can't really be rapping them like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, I got shout outs to to Spitfire. They hold me down with wheels with the Formula Four. It's a shit. We need to get you on classic grip, man. That's yeah. the one. Thanks. Me and Dono are so used to asking for boxes, but I guess in your case, yo, send this man some checks, yo. Fuck, you know what time <laughs> it is. So tell us a little bit about the rave. Rory Milanas took you to in Detroit on your first palace trip. I'm not sure what he told you, but I felt we went to the to the Oh, now now I know which one you're talking about actually. It, it was a rave outdoors actually. I thought it was some other thing. But uh <laughs> but that rave in particular was more like a outdoor rave and it was cool too. It's actually on on the next trip after that, it was a crazy story really. But I feel like it's not as much as my story. It's more like you should really talk to Charlie Birch if you know who that guy is. Because uh, that, that's a... Another young buck on Palace. That's a crazy story, man. Like, should I tell, should I tell, it, uh, should I tell it still, though? Yeah. I, I can give a little teaser because you have to get the, the real story from him because he was really there when shit went down. So so we, we, we were at the... I think we were at some, some club... The same club that we've been going to like more like more days, and I'm trying to think of the the homie that put us onto that place because we we always had like like they had some homies there they knew that showed us around Detroit and uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of his name man he's he's such a dope dude but anyway so so he 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 said like yeah you guys want to experience like real Detroit vibes let's go th- I'll take you to this uh, this place like it was kind of like I don't, I don't know, like, by the looks of it, it looks like an abandoned house or some shit, but I guess it was a bar. We, we, go, <laughs> we go in, like, it was a sketchy neighborhood, like, it was like a sketchy neighborhood. And, uh, and so, so Charlie and I think Austin, or maybe he, yeah, whatever. So the main person who was there was Charlie, and he was just, like, vibing, blending in with all the Detroit people and, yeah, doing what they do. And then... And then we coming like maybe like 20 minutes later or something with the Uber, and then he dropped us off there, and he was like just been a sh- like like some people are not like shooting up the place or some shit. Jesus. <laughs> and we just like, but it but when we came like it was done. They left and all and all that. So we came in and just like kind of talked to him and Charlie was there like still chilling drinking, <laughs> and uh, and then like. And yeah, so we didn't stay for very much long. I didn't feel I didn't feel safe that safe <laughs> over there after that happened. I was like, "What the fuck we doing here?" Like, and um, and yeah, so like not long after that, which we we went, but it took like a little while to get out of there because the Uber drivers were canceling on us because they didn't want to pull up to that neighborhood, right. obviously. <laughs> so so yeah, that was the most crazy crazy party story with them I think cause, cause that was that shit was I was really like damn really thinking about my life like well what the fuck am I doing <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like but it all like, went good so 
that's a funny story, I think. But man, like, that Charlie was in there, I was like, what the fuck? Everybody went down, he told people was like, shooting off the place. Oh man, you you need to talk with him because cause he will t- tell you the story. Yeah. I feel like I'm saying something wrong, so I, I won't speak on too much more. But th- but that's definitely like a crazy one. Jesus, bro, how old are you now? I'm 21. Oh god damn, man, so young. <laughs> just just yeah. be careful in these streets. Dirt biking, going to parties with guns and fucking. That's Detroit, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That guy yeah, was yeah. right. You want to see real Detroit? That's what you'll get, man. Partying yeah, your ass real. off though, make sure you stay <laughs> focused on that board, dog. Yeah, yeah. That that that's that's what I love, man. Like partying is fu- is fun too. It's just like it's just like it's a part of that life, you know. <laughs> but 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 I'm but I'm definitely taking precautions. Yeah, trying to be more smart. Your partying prime, like your best years where you can party the hardest, are the same years when you can potentially be the best skater, which is yeah. unfortunate because you got to find the balance, but. You got a long way to go in your skate career, so keep your head on straight, young yeah. pup. Thanks for that, man. Nah, for real. For you, you're right. I try, I, try, I try to be, like, conscious of that shit. You just, yeah. Just got to be very strong, you know, because when you go on, 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 like, skate trips, like, a lot, it's just, like, you see you see the friends for the first time. And oh, like, hey, sure. let's go. You <laughs> know what I mean? So, so it's definitely about, like, balance it, balancing it. I try to not go too crazy because... I still want to skate when I'm on the trips, so... Oh, for sure, at, for at, sure. At these points, I don't even have, like, too much problem skating on hangovers, so... So I haven't really felt that one, but... <laughs> but I know what you're you saying, though, like, all, all the older bros, so... Palace says, says that, yeah, you need to be, like, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they tell me the right thing, for sure. I mean, you're 21, so, yeah, you're at that perfect age where you can still get a hammer the next day hungover, but... <laughs> Trust me, when you start getting... I'm not fully sure I know what hangover is, man, to be honest. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out when you're like... When you start getting around 25, you'll, you'll start to... It's going to feel different. <laughs> uh, can't wait, man. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, for sure. Can you tell us about the coffee incident with Alex Perez? It, I think it was on the first trip when I was like... Was it the first trip? First or second? Like, whatever. So, so I was like... I was just like... Being a dumbass, like I was drinking my coffee and I was, I, I, I don't know, maybe I was like zooted or some shit. And I didn't really think about what I was doing, and uh, and we were just hanging out outside of the car and like, okay, fuck this spot, we can skate it, so let's go to the next one. And I and I was just, I was scoping the spot outside, like with my coffee, and then and then so they said, yeah, get in the car, here, so we're going out, and then and then the co- the coffee was still up top of the door and I I just left today. We drove the coffee or was it what was it when he slammed the door? Whatever. When he we drove the coffee like fell on top of Alex and he he was just like he raised his big like his big savage voice to me and he was like, <laughs> like Hey dude how can you be so fucking stupid? And then, and then, and then I was like, I was like, I was like a little kid after that. And I mean, like he really, sh- he, he really shook me in that moment. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and and so Rory got it, that shit on clip too. Like it was the funniest clip. Like all, right after that, he was like, oh, sorry for doing, sorry for like screaming on you, la la la. It was all good. It, it was, it was just my fault. You know, I was being a dumbass. So yeah, it was just that. <laughs> Uh, Damn, we got to get that clip, yo. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming soon, man. Detroit movie, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So, 
like Safe has said, you're a young cat in the skate industry. What are some goals you've set for yourself going forward, man? I'm trying to be the greatest, man. Woo! I'm trying to be the greatest. Hey, man. That's <laughs> oh, a good shit. place to start. Yeah, man. I'm trying to take over this bitch. Woo! That's what's up, yo. I mean, I try to do my best, you know? Say it with your chest. That's a young Jordan in the game. I try to be my best, but I really do this shit because I enjoy it. I don't, I don't think I have, I have like motivation to be like. It's the one, it's the one of the few things I'm good at. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to really be good at it, but it's kind, of, it's also like that's not really the most important thing to to be like the best. It's more, it's I'm just trying to enjoy it really because I, because this shit goes so fast. Like mm-hmm. since I've been starting traveling, I feel the time goes so fast. So my my goals is just to be like doing this doing this thing as long as I can and just and just like enjoy it because it's a blessing. That's how I feel. Hell yeah, that's a good way to look at it, man. That's what's up. Yeah, thanks. All right, you got some of the best kits in the skate game. Plenty of kids <laughs> out there mimicking your style and your kits. Where do you get your inspiration, man? To be a trendsetter. That's a loaded question. I feel like, I feel like I just. <laughs> I just feel like I, I skate better when I when I like like this clothes I wear. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like I feel feel more secure and all that. But that's like that's not important. But for me, it's always been like always been like just 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 wanting to put on clothes I feel good in. I'm sure many people are, and um, and yeah, it's just like I feel like I really can't skate if I if I if my pants is not right. I can't <laughs> skate. I it's like I feel like. I, I would skate, but I, I, I don't. It doesn't feel as good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, so, so I, I just feel like my inspiration is like I take it from from whoever, like whoever looks dope, and and it always be like different reason people look dope too, because they have their own sense of style, you know. And I think that's I think that's something people just gotta like listen to yourself type shit. And it's like the thing everyone will say, but I feel like that's the truth, because I don't know, like sometimes. Yeah, I, I would just look at like people people I skate with like like one inspiration for once is like I would have to say Lucian. I always think he always looks fresh. Like no matter who puts on like sometimes he would even put on some things like I would be like, Yeah, I don't really like thought I fucked with that but then I see him wear it and I just see like damn whatever you put on can be dope as long as you just like you just rock it, you know what I mean? And it kinda like you know what I mean like I feel these days I'm very more like I don't really care that much as I used as I used to be. before I used to be more like I don't like that I like that I don't really like you know what I mean like yeah. but these days I feel like I get so much weird shit from Palace that I, I just I just like to wear it you know what I mean like I just <laughs> like to put it on me so sometimes I'll be wearing some some shit I even be like I don't even want to wear that shit the whole day but I, I wear it still like why not cause cause I don't really I, I stop like caring that much about that shit like yeah. I still care about it, but I don't think it's that important. Yeah, it never been important in the first place. But just for myself, like it's important, you know. I don't I don't judge people by how they look because that shit doesn't matter, of course. Real shit. Yeah, it must be easy to stay fresh when you get in those Palace and Adidas boxes. God damn. Most definitely. <laughs> Speaking of which, yo, Tori, Jacob, you listening? Yeah, we might need a pandemic box. <laughs> palace styles, you get me. It's been a yeah. while since we got our Palace. Bag. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be dripped out, <laughs> Those flooding is sick, man. Like, some, some shit be so weird that it still be like, I feel like, damn, what kind of 
You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just feel like we- like wearing weird shit. So <laughs> I just have it all, man. Hell yeah! Shout shout outs to to all the, like to Nugget to Dino. Shout outs to all the designers at Palace because have respect for them. They they might like good at like thinking of cool shit. So yeah, shout out to Dino and Nugget, yo. Yeah, holding it down. And that box. Um, <laughs> oh, yo. Yes, sir. Hey, yeah. Thor, man. What are you looking forward to most when this pandemic ends? Oh my God, man. I'm just looking. I'm just looking forward to it all, man. Just, just live like more. Just live. Just live how I used to be living, man. Like I'm sure everybody, everybody at this point, is is like looking forward to that. And I, I just think it's gonna be like the craziest. Like imagine like. I don't know about you guys, but I, I like I'm pretty sure like not many people in the world been going through like anything like this, and I like I know I know it's like some countries that actually be going through some hell because because of different circumstances. But I'm sure like when people get out finally and can be can be hanging out everybody without caring about no virus, I, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be amazing feeling. You know what I mean? Like really gonna be a crazy turn up. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. If this happens by summer, man, it's gonna be the craziest summer on oh, record. Oh come on, man! I, I I feel like I'm a little afraid. I'm a little afraid. Like it might not be, but but if that would be, I would be I would be over the roof, man. Like I would yeah. be so happy. <laughs> no Same doubt. Dog. So what's next for Haytor De Silva? China. I'm trying right now. I'm just trying to trying to like complete Dragon Ball Z game on my playstation yeah and um and trying to not catch this virus like more than that i'm just trying to like not really i don't know i'm just trying to like like make sure when i when this virus is over that that i'm good to go you know what i mean so i'm, I'm just trying to stay safe really in the beginning in the beginning i was kind of like i took this seriously but i felt i felt like i was still moving a little too crazy so right now i'm just trying to i'm just trying to be safe you know Oh, Stay yeah. with my family a little bit. Maybe go to back to Copenhagen soon. We'll That's see. What's up, young buck? But first, I gotta finish this game though, cause it's my <laughs> brother's PlayStation. You know. So when I when I'm done with the Dragon Ball Z game, I will I will return to Copenhagen. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Legend, yo, Dragon Ball Z up, brotherhood. Bro. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Vegeta all day. Yeah. Now, right now, we we about to fight uh, like Cell. You know, perfect Cell. <laughs> That shit gonna be epic, man. Like, Gohan going crazy. Jeez. Uh, good luck, man. Do you have any yeah. uh, TV show, movie, or book recommendations for the people bored at home? Have you just, uh, ever watched, like, um, Top Boy? Oh, oh yeah. That, yeah. That, That's one of our yeah. favorites. Oh, my God. I love that show. It's like, <laughs> I, I really like the, the, the last one, too, but the new one that Draco produced is like, oh, my God. That shit is amazing, man. Yeah, the new season was dope. But have you guys ever seen uh, City of God, like Brazilian movie from like no. favelas in in Rio? Yeah, I, I like movies like that, man. Like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a little dark one inside. But I I enjoy like dramas like that, you know. It's, it's about like, this these two kids coming from the same hood. That one guy is trying to be more like ph- photographer, and the other guy is a straight up gangster, and and just like they they keep being friends and. And it just shows like a lot of like it's based on a true story from from Rio, so it's a uh, it's a it's very interesting because because it's like a whole another world, man. Like 
I, I'm not from that kind of shit, and but I can kind of like I can kind of I can kind of see what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Cause cause yeah. I do have family in Brazil, so I know how 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 it can be like. So I like that movie, and this other movie like my Neil put me on for a long time ago. I still I still like it, but also like a movie like that. It's kind of sad. Have you heard about Christiana F? No. Just this movie about like when heroin started become popping in in Germany and then this girl like when she's like 13 or some shit starting doing like doing heroin and Fuck. and and she lived in real life too so i, I guess I, I guess i like that kind of movies that's like serious and shit yeah i really love like watching dumb movies too puts me in a good mood so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna try i'm gonna try watch some more funny movies you got you guys got some suggestions for me well, I just watched The Matrix the other night. Uh, that shit's fucking hilarious. Oh, banger. <laughs> banger. <laughs> That's a funny one. I love that movie, man. It's like non-intentional funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, man. Yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, it's an honor to be brought to you by Spitfire Wheels. If you're trying to get your switch trays crispy like Dennis Buznitz and Mason Silva, <laughs> it's Spitfire all day. The most trusted urethane in skateboarding, Spitfire Formula 4s are available at finer skate shops everywhere, including Blue Tile Lounge and online at bluetilelounge.ca. Don't get caught on anything less. Ride the fire. <laughs> all right, youngin, let's get it, man. Rapid fire. You ready? Yes, sir. Favorite skater? Mr. Stevie Board. Favorite video? That Manulu tape I was talking about earlier, the Kenny Milton one. Favorite video part? It's some video of Stevie Williams when he, he's skating like Love Park with with a, with one beat only, like no vocal. I don't know, forgot what it's called. It's some DC thing, I think. He just blasting tricks everywhere, like, and the song goes like, dun dun. Yeah, dun, the reason. Dun dun. dun the reason. Yeah, yeah. Stevie uh, and the reason. Classic. Yeah. Favorite style? Mr. Steely Board. Uh, that's Kyle Wilson. I gotta say his name, man. Kyle Wilson. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I think one of the hugest influences like, uh, is Charles Ware. Because like, he knows how to do everything. So And he makes it look easy. So yeah, I gotta say him. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Gustav Tunnison. Hell yeah. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah. We're big fans over here. Favorite trick? Tray bomb or switch frontside flip? Oh yeah, you got a switch frontside flip. <laughs> you got the wavy one. Hardest <laughs> trick for you? Switch back tray. I never done that. Switch back three? Yeah, I, I never done that. <laughs> that's such a random trick. Yeah, I, I had to think on that one. Yeah, that shit's impossible though. I feel you. Most illegal yeah. trick? I think every trick can be. Okay, I can't say that. I, I gotta say some shit like. <laughs> I don't know, like pop short, pop short, lay flip. <laughs> you were about to hit us with that soft answer, eh? Oh, everything's chill. I was about to say that, but I thought I was like, that's so bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Maybe that clip for like long time, that first part I ever had when I grinding like kink rail. That's like, I never... I never really got back to kick rails. That shit's scary. <laughs> that was sick. That was yeah. fuck. Gnarliest Thanks. trick you ever witnessed? Fuck. 
I don't think this this ever got out, but it's like just seeing Herman skate. He's really the most buck skater I've ever seen. He he did like outside of Oslo Oslo Central Station. It is like a crazy maybe like six six stair, maybe more six stair, long flat six stair again, and he just have so much speed back 180, and he lands on the most fucked up like landing, but maybe maybe. <laughs> But that, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen because he's he's out of his mind for real. He got to sure, chill. Man. <laughs> yeah, he, he's another guy who's kind of like underground, but like I feel like when he puts his next part out, people are going to be like, holy fuck. Yeah, people need to know about him. Man. For sure. What's the one trick that got away? Too many, too many. Too many <laughs> tricks got away, man. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? Damn, man, to be honest, I'm I'm that guy. To be honest, <laughs> I, I I really be I really be like claiming crazy shit, and then I get there and I be like, mm, I'm not feeling it, you know what I mean? Like, and then and then we go have to go to another spot, cause I I really be like, I really be trying to <laughs> go crazy, and then and then I, I don't have my 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 will with me when I come to the spot. So that's me, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? I'm now the inward heel. What's your dream job after skating? So maybe so one of them has nothing to do with others. So that it would be like, would be like uh, working with clothing, and then another one be like working with people. We have to like maybe doing like psychology or some shit, something Sick. like that. And yeah, that's it. Sick. Favorite local brand? It's called C T M M Y. And that's like come to my church by this brother from uh, London. That's that's it's like a brand like with funny T-shirts. He's really been taking a piss out of everything and prints on his T-shirt. And then you know dancer that that Yalta has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yalta and, and Anton, and yeah, that's my two favorites I can think of right now. Hell yeah, nice. Favorite local skater. Oh, I have to give shout outs to I'm in Hogerson right now and. One I skated with a lot, some that like kind of took me under his wing a lot. Like uh, Martin, it's more, but Martin Mansoni, cause cause I was like a little twelve year kid, and he was like twenty four with tattoos, pentagram on his back, and he look he looks like the funniest thing, man. I would be hanging with him all the time, and he really, he really got me like, you know what I mean? Like put me like oh meet this person, like put me on to a lot of people. So gotta give shout outs to him. That's sick. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I, 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 wrote, I wrote for a company called Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really regret it. It's just whatever. I, I never really cared that much. I, when I got on, I was stoked, obviously, but, but it, it, was, it was some like, you know what I mean? Like I had to buy boards still for half of the price, and it was not really like a good deal, right. but, but yeah. <laughs> And, and and later, like a lot of other people got like, didn't get paid and shit. You're buying your own boxes. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go to the skate shop and buy like fifty percent. You know what I mean? So it, it was through the skate. Like it was from them, but it was still like it felt like a. I don't know. It was a funny one. <laughs> yeah. Favorite teammate ever. Kyle Wilson, because we don't, if we want trip, we will really be hanging out a lot, you know. But shout outs to everyone mm-hmm. else, man. Cause I be I be friends with so many different persons, and uh, mm-hmm. I I really appreciate everyone for being like them. But Kyle is just like, 
if we go on trips, we just like we be doing basically the same shit. So, but I'm sure Charlie's like that too, cause he's a funny one, man. <laughs> Worst teammate ever. Fuck, that's myself. Cause I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm working on in a case though. I'm like, I'm like, this plane and shit like that came late in my life, you know. Like, I'm, if you if you get, if you got like room with me, like I, I heard from person like, damn, you're so messy. You, yeah, I have like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not the best on that shit, but I'm working on it though. That's all you can do. Yeah. Worst company. Worst company. Shit. <laughs> it's in the name man you know it is <laughs> fuck worst trend i have to say and i'm shooting all my friends in the, in the leg but like <laughs> like slow like slow motion too much slow motion on videos i don't really enjoy it'd be like it'd be the same recipe all over again you know what i mean like i i, I know you're gonna you're gonna land that trick and then you're gonna put another slow motion and then the drop gonna go on and then and then and then lucy very gonna say yeah 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 you know what i mean so that's i'm over that shit that's perfect yes damn man you 21 you already over that shit respect <laughs> man like i it could be good ones, but you know what I mean. Like most of the time, like I still enjoy the video, but I really, I really be like, I not be watching that video again, unless they, re- <laughs> un- un- unless that video really pop. You know what I mean? Sometimes it be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Worst style. Worst style. Fuck, Ronnie Mullen. Oh! You say Rodney Mullen? Rodney Mullen, but he's a legend though. But he's, <laughs> should, yeah. Gotta say that. That's genius. Oh, <laughs> fuck. no, no hesitation, <laughs> man. Like he's technical and like one of the best skaters, but you know, like I wouldn't look like that. I wouldn't want to look like that, but I still got respect for him. You know, yeah. I'm just being honest. Yeah, we feel you, real <laughs> time. We feel you. Last person you want on the sesh. <laughs> All right. It's not, wait, I'm gonna I'm tell you when it pops up to my head. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look for that hate in my heart, you know? <laughs> uh, man, like, th- that's my brother, like, Zach, you know, Saracino? Zach Saracino? Oh, no, yeah. no, I can't say that, but I can't say that because I actually love skating with him, but I, lo- I hate when people be asking me, like, hey, man, can you, can you film this clip? And you know it's gonna be way more than that. That's what I hate. I really, I, I really don't have problems skating with no one. But but I I really I really don't want to. Most of the time I don't want to film it. You know I mean, so I want to skate. Zach's trying to get you to film his clips. For, it was last time I was with him. He just like, oh, can you film this real quick? Can you film this gnarly flip crooks on this ledge? And I was like, no. And he just like, why 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 are you like that, man? Like, and I'm I guess I guess I was a little irritated from before, but like sometimes sometimes that that question catches me off guard. You know what I mean, I'll be showing my I show my my ugly side to people. So yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, yo, young legend! Thank you so much for yo, uh, thank you guys coming man. on the show, bro. Yo, big you love. Killed it. Hey, toward the silver, bro. Yo, let me take a, a picture of this. I think it's so funny. Hell yeah. Welcome back to the post office. Everybody, make sure to get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. The COVID Chronicles is your time to be heard. Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. 
first up we got a voice note from nicholas montoto let's take a listen what it do the bun it's your boy montoto i want to start off by saying thank you for putting me on the other day i'm a new listener and that was my first entry so i was hyped to see how quick you guys responded even though i was talking all that shit it was all in good fun though I'm going to keep it positive today, though, and dedicate my message to the legend Jeff Grosso. Like I've said, I fuck with the love letters heavy, and I've been re-watching a lot of the episodes since Grosso passed. I know you guys don't talk about transition skating too much, but for our fallen OG, yo, if you had to pick, <coughs> who was your favorite transition skater from back in the day, and who's your favorite transition skater now? But keep it up, yo. Thanks for giving us good shit during this bullshit time. Montoto came through a little less beefy this time around, eh? <laughs> Giving the legend some love. I like that question. We don't talk about transition skaters too much. You usually only hear those low scores on our video reviews. <laughs> yeah. Big shouts to Grosso, the legend. Very, very sad. But yeah, in his honor, let's pick some transition skaters. For back in the day, for me, I'm going to go with Rune Glyphberg. Oh, yo, I was thinking. I always him. loved his part in, um, in Sorry. That song was so sick. And he's just got that really unique style. Like he's attacking his tricks like a fucking panther or something. All right, for back in the day, I'm going to go with Dan Drahobo. Oh, legend. That's your boy. Loved his video part. That's a good pick. Free your mind. Drahobo for sure. Best blunt fakies in the game. Steezy ass motherfucker. These days, I'm going to go with the psycho himself, Ronnie Sandoval. So steez. Also attack spots, but more like a fucking raging grizzly bear on crack or something. Yo. What what are these comparisons, man? That's what Van told me. We got to get him on the pod ASAP, dog. <laughs> Real shit. Um, for present day, fuck, man. It's hard to not just say the easy answers like Grant Taylor or Oscar Rosenberg. I'm just going to go with Oski because he's clearly insane, man. Like He actually like makes me want to watch transition skating, which is pretty rare, you know? Yeah, that's all the dudes we mentioned, man. They had, there's, had something special about him that even had the street skaters not wanting to hit the uh, so-called vert button all right next up we got a voice note from irving lincoln let's take a listen what a bunking it's the dude nine crew posting right here on irving and we gotta know what legendary toronto spot would you trade for any other spot in the world for me i'd easily give up pier 7 for the new york city pyramid ledges my man blade ain't that sharp but you best believe I ain't afraid to throw myself on those things. Let me know what y'all think. And special shout out goes out to my ex, who's out there somewhere in the world. Damn, I miss her. Damn, bruv. Irving, how you gonna throw your ex-girl out like that? <laughs> no wonder you put the fucking... The scuffled voice on there. Man thinks he's fucking Banes from Batman or something. Love the question. I never... I got the Skate Love Park once, but that's just... I was hurt too, like it barely counted as a session. But that's just a spot that when I'm watching old videos, I always wish, you know, I could have had some sessions there in its heyday. So maybe I would trade our commerce court, which was what an amazing spot in its own right for Love Park. You telling me you wouldn't make that trade? I would, but like we have legendary spots we could get rid oh, of. Okay. We could keep commerce. Yeah, let me take that back. What the let hell? I love commerce. Let me take that back. Let me get rid of Holy trash ass shit. CBC, which I. That, Never really liked. That I mean, back when the ground was better back in the day, 
you know, it was, it was more fun. Holy but, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me hold on to commerce. Sketch me out. Wall Edge was like my like, favorite spot. But uh, yeah, let me let me toss CBC to Philly and we'll take Love Park. And then man's like Dan Bohart and shit would be Stevie and Kalis. And uh, <laughs> maybe Philly would never pop, yo. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? This guy almost gave away our best spot. He didn't even have to. <laughs> All right, dudes, night the crew. This is a sick question. I got a couple trades I'm going to pull off here. One spot that isn't around anymore, but it was one that was heavy in our childhood and heavy Toronto skate scene spot. It's capped now, but Skydome Banks, I never fucked with it. Huge crack at the bottom. Shit was steep as hell. I don't know how anyone skated it. I would trade that piece of junk for eggs <laughs> in Boston. I fucks with that. You know, Boston. Lots of ledges, three stairs. It's kind of like out of the way, too. Nobody bothers you there. It's just a vibe. Definitely coming for eggs. And then I would also trade Roy Thompson Hall. Okay. Looks great on film if you watch any Bobby part or if you've seen Safa's legendary switchback tail on the out ledge. Like, looks great on film. Absolutely torture to skate. <laughs> Trade that for Canada Water in London. Oh. I really like that spot. I was only th- we were only there for a couple hours that one night, but the ground was perfect. The ledges grinded like crazy. A couple little stairs. Nice chill spot. <clears throat> I don't mind that. I thought you were gonna say triangle when you're like it doesn't exist anymore but yo triangle was sick in its day yeah i have good memories from triangle and for the people that don't know skydome banks which was donald's first trade is that legendary toronto spot ellington kickback tails and this is skateboarding yeah it's just like it looks like the perfect bank to curb but it's not yeah all right next up we got an email from christian ramos Hey, Seifa and D. Jones. Chris here from Temple City, California. Longtime listener, first-time emailer. First off, you guys have been a staple in my car rides for a minute. I've listened to every episode multiple times. Damn, bro. Respect. I constantly play you guys over and over and drive my girlfriend nuts while in the car. But you guys have grown on her, and she now fucks with you guys. So shout out to her. Hell yeah, shout out to her. shouts, yo. We're an acquired taste, yo, but once you get past (laughs) how annoying we seem at first listen, you know, you can get to love us just a little bit, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, I have a question for you guys. I'm roughly around the same age as you guys and grew up in the same era of the early to mid-2000s videos. If you guys could make a perfect video from parts in that era, who would be in it? You could pick five or six parts from different videos in that era. Anyways, thanks for what you guys do. You provide quality content for the people that always has me laughing and puts me in a good mood before heading to work. Also, would love to hear more from Ants One this season. The man has a great speaking voice. Thanks and stay safe. Hey, you stay safe too, Chris, and your wifey. Love the email. Let's do this, Donald. Sick, sick, sick question. I'm going to spark it up with three parts. Safe is going to come with the curtains and finish it with three parts. First one, we going, we starting with a bang. It's Travis Stanger and Modern Love opening the video. Whew. Damn. You ain't going to be able to turn away after that part. Back it up with Woo Welsh and Free Your Mind. That's probably the part I watched the most as a kid, mostly because I loved his kits. And back then, I was buying size 38 Rockawares as well. And then I'm going to hit it with Wade in 5'12", four top dollar before the DGK parts. 
Wade D, Ultra Queen. Damn, man. That's a heavy lineup. I'm going to give the video a little diversity in the middle. Hit it with some Galia Mamalu in oh. Italian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get the Nolly Heel back lips in there. The Nolly Heel front boards. Then, fuck, man, this is tough. It's hard to pick who to have last part, but second last, you can't go wrong with Appleyard and Sorry. No. Nope. That was a, a great opening part, though, but you got the first three, so whatever. We'll hit it with Appleyard, Sorry. And then last part. Bang him over the head here, G. Fuck. Because I want to take Arto, Sorry, but then that's kind of lazy. What about Chris Cole? Should have had last part in Dying to Live. We could finally give him curtains. <laughs> And then bonus part, little Easter egg, PJ Lad, wonderful, horrible oh, life. Yeah, that, would, that would be change sick. the fucking game. Yeah, let's yeah let's let's run that. But fuck, I also want Arto in there somewhere. There's just too many classics, man. And this is just off the top of our head, so that, that sounds like a banging video to me, though. All right, next up, we got an email from Joel Scullard. Yo, homies, loving the new season. Shit's bare lives still. <laughs> I got a question for the man behind the scenes, though. Big Ants. When are the people going to get the bump beats on Apple Music? You got to be for the people. Can't wait to see what's more to come for the season. Much love when this quarantine's over. Y'all bring the green cans, and I'll bring the hair clippers. Jay Skulls. Bro, if I need them clippers ASAP, motherfucker. You heard me? Yeah, Ants, take it away. When's it coming, bro? The people need it. Yo, Skulls, I was honestly just thinking about that the other day. I swear I told you I would put that up. And uh, honestly, I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm just trying to stay busy as fuck during this quarantine, you know, doing my little DJ sessions on the Saturday nights, trying to stay fucking sane during this whole thing. But nah, man, you're right. I, I definitely should be doing that. And uh, I'm going to get around to it. And uh, before the season's over, I'm going to try to put all of the volumes on there individually tracked on um apple music so that you guys can listen to it and skip the ones you want but yeah yo i got you guys and by the way skulls i don't know if you're doing house calls bro but uh you know it's a nice 20 dollar tip bro if you're willing to make a little trip ski you know what i'm saying <laughs> holy fuck bro i got the shag ski going on but um yeah big up to you and yo, while I'm at it, shout out to you too, Christian Ramos. Thank you for listening to the pod as much as you do and racking up those views. You know what I'm saying? And yo, I did mention this to the boys, but since they never got around to doing it, I'm going to do this shit myself. I just want to send a big thank you to our top five listeners of all time. Anthony Sell, Thomas A. Lovader, Brady Owen, Lanya, and our top listener of all time since we started the bunt, S.W. Jung or Swajung, however you pronounce it, you guys are all appreciated. I just want to let y'all know that. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got an email from Paul Pagoda. What up the bunt? Love the pod. You guys have got me back into sports. I was a huge fan as a kid, but I kind of quit all things sports when I started skating at 15 unnecessary man classic story though i saw that brian herman was a card collector during his recent jenkum interview and he is my favorite skater so i was doubly hyped so my question is did you guys collect sports cards as kids do you still have them 
And finally, if you could have one skater's rookie card, which would be the dopest, most sought after, do you think? I'm going with Antoine Dixon because he came in so hot and a card of him nollie healing Carlsbad would look so sick. Anyways, what do you guys think? Hell yeah, as a kid, I definitely collected hockey cards. Huge fucking hockey fan growing up. I didn't think, I don't think I had really sick rookie cards, but you know how they would like reprint rookie cards so you could have like a fake rookie card? Yeah. I always had like a really sick Wayne Gretzky one. And because I was a defenseman growing up, I always loved Nicholas Lidstrom. So I always kept a Nicholas Lidstrom card in my wallet because I thought it would make me a better defenseman. <laughs> it never did, but I still have that card in my wallet to this day. It's not it's not doing too well, but it's still there. That's hilarious, yo. I actually completely forgot this, but growing up in Montreal, hockey was the shit. I collected cards too, and I probably would have never remembered this, that like that fact. Without this email, I don't remember a single player I had, but I just know that at recess, we used to break out our cards and just like, that was just the shit for, for when I was in like grade three. So thanks for that memory, but uh, I ain't got much else info on that. Do you remember when McDonald's would give away those hockey cards for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember Cody used to have like four Wayne Gretzky ones. Wow. And I had everyone but Wayne Gretzky and he wouldn't... Of course. Trade me one. Of course. So I just stole one one oh. day. <laughs> and I remember I like, you know how like close we lived. Like by the time I got home from his house, he was already calling to tell me to bring the Wayne Gretzky one back. <laughs> wow. You little uh, shyster. What a prick. He had four of them. I was like, dude, what kind of friend are you, man? You have four. Yo, Sixer, ain't Donald a shyster? Everyone knows that. <laughs> Oh, um, shit. That cracked me up. Yeah, that's amazing. But yeah, thanks for the memories. Oh, the skater thing. I love the Antoine Dixon pick and the fact that it's like an action shot. Nollie heel. I could just yeah, picture that blowing up. I'm surprised no one ever did skate cards. That would be so cool. As far as picking our skater rookie card, this is tough, man. Fresh on my mind is the guys who we just talked about in a couple emails ago with our favorite video part. So like a Wu Welsh one would be incredible, but I don't think I was around when Wu Welsh was a rookie. Maybe Mark Appleyard. That would yeah. be a sick rookie card. I feel like by the time I started looking at mags and shit, Appleyard was already kind of like an established name. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think Tosh Townen would be really sick, like feebling like a giant rail. Oh, maybe a Sammy Baptista. Switch back tailing an out ledge or something would have been cool. Dude, Chris Cole too. Fuck, man. We saw a lot of guys come up into the game. P-Rod? How did we forget P-Rod? Damn. Yo, Evan Hernandez would be a sick one. Frontside flip on any of the million gaps that he frontside flipped back in the day would have been cool. The possibilities are endless. That's a business opportunity for someone. Yeah. All right. Last up for this week, we've got an email from Brady Hovdestad. Fucking destroyed that name. <laughs> Good evening, Bunk Gang. I just want to know how you didn't give your own man's Davis Torgerson a shout out of the week after his part in string theory. Dude went off. Well, luckily for me, I don't do the shout outs of the week. Wait, yo, I'm I'm confused. Is string theory didn't that come out a while ago? Yeah, and then recently the like raw files came out. Oh, 
Come on, man. Did we not shout them out either time? I mean, the raw files, we ain't trying to give shout outs for raw files when the part already came out. Yeah, when I first read this email, I thought for sure that maybe he just confused the raw files, but we'll have to go back and take a look because I don't see why you wouldn't have shouted out Davis for his part. Like, that's the homie. I feel like I would have. I feel like maybe, fuck, maybe I'm getting it confused because Davis is in our fantasy football league so i remember we were all texting congratulating him in there maybe we didn't actually do it on the pod if we didn't major shouts to davis for string theory part i think my favorite clip was that crazy nolly flip into the bank i hope you're happy now buddy he also titled the email snakes in the grass what what Brady, dog. Snakes in the grass, bro. Davis. That's that's actually our homie. Like, a lot of time we say we're homies with guys, and we just talk to them, like, sparingly. But Davis, we talk to, like, on a weekly basis. That is the homie. Come on now. Snakes in the grass, my ass, yo. Come on, Brady. (laughs) All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Like we always say, get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. We halfway through the COVID chronicles. Shit's heating up. And now the moment we've all been waiting for, the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Episode 9 and 10 of The Last Dance. Man, am I sad to see this documentary go. One thing I look forward to every week. And first and foremost, I would just like to thank Netflix for dropping this and dropping it early. Been a huge educational experience for me and a lot of people who missed out on the Jordan era. I've heard stories, I've seen clips, photos. This went above and beyond anything I could have ever imagined and learned a lot about Jordan and this Bulls team, one of the best teams to ever do it. Amen, brother. Well said. (laughs) That shit was epic. I'm also so sad it's over. It's funny, all the like sports pods I listen to, they're all about the last dance on Mondays, like every single last one. But it's a lot of dudes older than us that are like, their stories are like, I remember being at this bar or this or that. And then for us, it's just like, oh, yeah, I remember watching Space Jam. And, yeah, that's uh, it. You know, I remember Scotty Pippen from fucking the arcade yeah like you said man so good to put the respect on mj and knew he was the goat even though you know we'd never seen it for ourselves it's just one of those things where if you respect enough people's opinions in the sports world that all have him as goat then you kind of like all right it's before my time but it is what it is for a lot of us we haven't seen it firsthand a lot of people younger than us and our age group is just great to see behind the scenes and actually run down the six championship runs. Man, it was just a pleasure to watch. So we left off last episode talking about Reggie Miller saying he thought he was gonna put an end to his career and you were hoping we would get to see some Jalen Rose. Reggie Miller was wrong, obviously, (laughs) but we got to see a little bit of Jalen, not as much as we would have liked. I knew we weren't gonna see much Jalen on the court, but it was sick that they got him to speak it's funny that he barely played in that series, but he was like the only other player from that team to speak just because of his profile today. Yeah. But I loved it. Obviously, we both love Jalen. Man, I didn't know Reggie was drafted in 87, man. Like, he was just always around when we were growing up. But I didn't know he'd been in the league for that damn long, man. But I love that story about he came in, dropped 10 in the first half, talked shit to Jordan, 
Jordan didn't have a good first half. Next thing you know, Jordan's got like 38 points and Reggie only scored two more the rest of the way. That shit was funny because like episode seven and eight was like we saw how insane he was where it's like he was just taking everything personal. So in episode nine when he's like, yeah, then I took it personal. It's like, oh, here we go again. Like another legendary Jordan moment where he just like takes it personal for whatever reason and goes ape shit. One of my favorite clips of the whole thing was the tussle between Miller and Jordan, two yeah. like insane competitors just going at it. Uh, I saw a meme the other day that says anybody says anything and it says Michael Jordan dot dot dot. I took it personal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is about as true as it gets. You say anything to that man and he's taking it, he's putting it away in a box and saving it and he's going to use it against you when he deems necessary. I uh, absolutely love it. We got to see a lot more of Steve Kerr in episode 7. Hear the story about his dad, which is absolutely just heartbreaking. But just to see a guy that's worked so hard to get what he got out of the league, he's a hell of a role model, man. Yo, my man's got eight rings, man. Steve Kerr is so sick. Didn't really get to see him in his playing days, but... Always just respected him because he went to the Spurs after that and proceeded to win two more championships. Shit, I should fact check this, but I think that means he won four in a row because the Spurs won in 99, right? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. For a man who's won that many championships, it's insane that my favorite moment of his whole career was his speech after the championship. Oh, where my He says God. he bailed out Jordan once again. It doesn't get any better than that, man. Steve so Kerr, fucking good. Goat. We also got to see the behind the scenes on the Jordan flu game, which I think from now moving forward will be referred to as food poisoning. Crazy to think that those guys could have potentially done that on purpose, man. Yeah, so uh, like I said last week, if you're really into the MJ doc, definitely go listen to Jalen Jacoby because they do the... Uh, post episode analysis with the director so another fun fact that came out in that was apparently all the dudes like his trainer and all the guys that were in the hotel chilling with him got him the pizza but they had eaten dinner without jordan they ordered dinner without jordan ate mm -hmm. dinner and then jordan came and he's starving and he's like pissed at them he's like yo y'all ate dinner without me like we're getting a pizza like find me a pizza and none of you guys can have any of the pizza so apparently the pizza comes and jordan spit on the pizza and then ate the whole thing <laughs> wow what yeah. a freak yeah dude you gotta listen if you're a fan you gotta listen to these jalen jacoby things they're they're so epic another victim of the michael jordan era was this jazz team that was absolutely special man carl malone john stockton absolute poetry in motion Without Jordan, they could have had multiple rings, man. Yeah, man. There's a long list. I mean, we could run through some guys off the top of our head, but there's a whole, basically a whole dream team worth of people who didn't get rings because of him. And those are two of the guys on the dream team that didn't. I mean, Barkley, Patrick Ewing, that's four dream teamers already. And these guys are considered the best in the world in that era. So... It's just savage, and that, that's the true dominance. I always hear Jalen Rose talking about, in the 90s, the only way you're winning a, a championship is if you're on the Pistons in 1990, you're on Houston in the two years he was gone, or year and a half, or if you're the 99 Spurs. He got six that's out of 10 out of every season that he 
participated in training camp that decade he won a fucking championship except for 1990 the pistons from 91 on if he was in training camp he won the championship it's so fucked up maybe my favorite stat of all out of this jordan shit is that he played 304 out of 304 possible games in the second three-peat when we think about the guys today man yo when we think about the guys today like that is one of the most impressive things i'd ever heard in my life one of our favorite characters from this learning a lot more about dennis rodman i thought the 48 hour sabbatical that turned into 96 hours would be one of the craziest things but the man split during the nba finals to go link up with hulk hogan who was absolutely out of his mind just when you thought you've seen it all phil jackson takes his coaching to another level doesn't punish the man doesn't go at him publicly they hide him from the press they knew they needed to keep rodman locked in and if he needed to skip town and miss practice for a day or two so be it man this is the last dance let's just let it ride yo that was fucked up but the thing that i mean as insane as that was his whole story this whole thing seems like it's written to be a movie like it doesn't seem real you know this mm -hmm. kid who comes and gets through the bad boys wins three straight retires to play baseball comes back like the rodmans all the characters in this story there's a villain there's there's so much like ups and downs there's even fucking murder it, it seems like yeah. like a movie script it's just insane that that's actually his life yeah back to rodman i forgot how fucking insane hulk hogan is and like <laughs> back when we were kids we didn't pick up on things like it looks like he's high out of his mind coked out oh, of his yeah. goddamn he mind he had to be <laughs> yo he's so twitchy and shit but goddamn that i love hulk hogan as a kid and uh, that shit was hilarious but it was just funny how like phil jackson was just like more frustrated with the media than rodman himself so i have a question for you regarding scotty pippen obviously we were pretty cheesed at him a couple weeks back when he decided to not go in on that final play when tony kukoc hit the winner but did scotty pippen make up for it by gutting it out in game six you could tell the man's back was beyond broken and he just he did it for his team man that was the ultimate redemption not that he really needed it but like i mean in this documentary because obviously this is like 10 hours of footage i mean he obviously had the 1.8 thing and then he had his own thing where he had the migraine game right and they lost mm -hmm. in game seven but there's hundreds of games being played in between what we're seeing and he's obviously a hall of famer top 50 all-time player um so not that he needed redemption but just in the documentary for drama's sake yes he definitely redeemed himself that was so sick that he just played decoy and i love how he was coy about it he's just like yeah i played decoy and they didn't even know like 20 years <laughs> later he's still like, but he was yeah. also like in the footage he's making steals he's hitting a couple shots like he's doing what he had to do yeah obviously the final stretch of plays the bucket steal bucket it's just crazy the recollection that pippen and rodman have of Jordan coming down with that ball, just knowing that the ball is going absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Like, Robin's like, oh, he's shooting that motherfucker. I'm just getting out of the way. Like, the respect they had for Jordan almost made this team what it was. You see, a lot of guys can't live in the shadow of a superstar, 
but the way this team was built and the secondary superstars in Rodman and Pippen are what made it what it was to be yeah. able to play alongside Jordan. For sure. I forget which pod I was listening to because that's all I fucking do now, but that might have been Jay Adonde on um, Zach Lowe's pod, but he was talking about Pippen was in the shadow for the first three-peat and never, you know, came into the league and was the number two, but never had a chance to be the number one until Jordan left. And then, you know, they they get the game seven in the second round. All that drama happens, blah, 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 but they don't win. And then the next year, they're not that good. They're like almost 500 until Jordan came back. So it's, it's almost like Pippen got a taste, but then was like, okay, so we didn't win those two years. So that probably made it easier. So I think Jay Adande's point was like, if Jordan had never retired, would that team have fractured at some point? Would would Pippen, you know, the inevitable like Shaq and Kobe oh. breakup? You know how there's always those breakups and you're like, why, why, yeah. why? Like, you know, Durant and Westbrook, like when you just- T-Mac and Vince. Yeah, exactly. So because Jordan left, that was part of his theory was he got a taste and was able to embrace Jordan coming back. Like last, one of my favorite shots in the whole doc was when Pippen points at his shoe and it's Jordan on the bottom and he's like, come back like to the camera. That was amazing. That's so sick. Yeah. So now we're gonna try and pick our favorite moment from the whole doc. It's gonna be tough. I'm obviously gonna pick one from the last two episodes because of the freshest in my mind. <laughs> but I feel like one of these days I'm gonna go through and watch it all again. Oh, for sure in a quicker process to take in all the info. But the one that comes to mind is just the relationship that he had with his security guard, Gus, after his dad passed away and him giving him the game ball after they win their fifth title. That was something special. That was amazing. Uh, I love like the contrast. They did a good job showing asshole Jordan, who we all love and respect as a competitor, but then also that there's more to this guy. You know, he's human. And mm-hmm. those Gus stories were were incredible. I've got two two I can't pick between. I absolutely loved when they beat the Pacers in seven, and then Jordan and his old buddy Larry link up in the hallway, oh, and it's like he bitch. he won, but he's still like, you fuck you bitch, and Larry <laughs> like you can kind of hear because I think maybe Jordan was mic'd up and Larry wasn't. I don't know how that worked, but you could kind of hear Larry call him a motherfucker as he's hugging him. <laughs> And that that just like that camaraderie between two all-time greats who who had epic battles was so good. I had to rewind that a couple times. And then the epic scene when he has the cigar in his hand and he's like, he's playing with the baseball bat, talking about BJ Armstrong, oh. getting revenge. One of the most gangster things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was so crazy. fucking G. Yeah, definitely gonna rewatch this, man. Congrats to everyone involved. That shit was legendary. One more notable scene was when Carl Malone got on the Chicago Bulls team bus yes. after losing in back-to-back championships to congratulate him. Carl Malone's uh, a man amongst boys compared to some of those 90s teams. Fucking real one for sure. That was so sick. I got basketball reference open. Quick Steve Kerr facts, fun facts. So Steve Kerr obviously got those three championships he he played 82 games in four years straight which back in those days that was like a badge of honor these days man's can't wait to fucking sit games out mm-hmm. so gets the three-peat gets traded to san antonio wins a fourth ring in a row but yo his points per game eight points 8.2 8.4 8.1 
And then his last year with the Bulls, 7.5. And then first year with San Antonio, 4.4 points per game. And then the rest of his career, 2.8 San Antonio, 3.3 San Antonio. Then he goes to Portland, links up with Scotty. When they actually almost get to the finals, they lose to the Lakers in the conference finals in game seven with that epic lob from Kobe to Shaq that everyone remembers. Goes mm-hmm. back to San Antonio. Yo, such a winning player. Almost gets to the finals with them. Goes back to San Antonio. Last year of his career, 2002-2003, wins a championship with San Antonio. And then the modern-day fan obviously knows his, his history with the Warriors. The man's got eight rings, man. What a legend. What a legend. And never what a average, player, man. Never averaged more than 8.6 points per game. And he's the all-time leader in uh, three-point field goal percentage at 45.4%. Jesus. It's sad to say goodbye to this Jordan Epp and almost as sad to say goodbye to this episode of The Bunt. But that's going to do it for this week. Hell yeah. Shouts to Haytor. Catch y'all next week. Peace.